Welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. I appreciate you a ton. And today, we have a little bit of a different style of episode. It's my personal journey through 2023 and the time leading up to 2023, which is about like the first 30 minutes of the podcast, um, and three valuable lessons I learned from this past year that I hope you could uh, take some take some lessons away from it and apply to your own life and uh, allowing me to vent. So thank you very much for listening and let's dive in. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about my 2023 and some of the lessons that I learned from this past year and hopefully some lessons that uh, you could take out of this podcast and apply it to uh, your own life um, in some way. So it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a journal entry in a way, like a me just mind dumping um, my thoughts and my experiences from 2023, and then maybe again you can tie it in and, and see how maybe you can apply this and see to your own life and and sometimes it's nice to hear other experiences so that number one you you realize like oh wait somebody else is going through this or wow i didn't know that this person was going through this or um maybe it's extra motivation or there's some lessons you could take out of it but nonetheless um i'm actually going to start a little bit before 2023 uh just to lead up to uh this past year because I think uh, the context is important um, to kind of put in perspective about the ups and downs of life. Um, and, and that's just basically life. Um, so f- rewind all the way back to 2019. Um, I was my final year of college. I originally went for physical therapy. It's not something that I was super passionate about. It's something that I was kind of told to do, not made to do, but told to do. I heard that it was a really good field and you can help with people's injuries and work with some athletes. And to be honest with you, I didn't really do much, if any, research going into it. Um, I just heard it was cool. And then me and my buddy, uh, we both signed up for physical therapy uh, because we both thought it it sounded really cool. And ironically, both of them. Both of us aren't in it now, but um, yeah, in, in high school, I was lazy as fuck. I was a student that would, I got really good grades, um, but I would wait till last minute to study. I hated studying. I hated school. I was the person who dreaded school. I just fucking hated it. Um, I always hear people say that they wish they could go back to school now, and I'm always like, I have no idea how you would want that. Uh, I just was not the biggest fan of school. Uh, I had a lot of friends. I played sports. Um, basketball and baseball. Uh, so I had a good time in that aspect, but in terms of the schooling, I just never liked it. So I go to school at Cleveland State University, which is basically uh, the college in downtown Cleveland. It's actually a really nice college. Um, and they're known for their physical therapy program. They have a fantastic physical therapy program because um, we have a two huge hospital systems up here in Cleveland. So, um, and obviously we have a lot of sports teams. So there was, uh, Cleveland State is, is well known 
for their physical therapy program and they have a graduate program. So I go there and all basically through, um, through this point, I never really struggle with anything. Um, every time something would happen, I always seem to find a way to, to succumb it, right. To, to overcome it, I should say. Uh, I just always found a way through and I just never really had to struggle, uh, leading up to this point. I always got good grades. I always made the sports teams, always had friends. Um, I just, you know, I was very fortunate growing up too. like, um, my parents were, you know, middle class. So, um, weren't like super wealthy, but definitely weren't like poor. So I was very fortunate enough to have, um, some, uh, material items, right? Like I was able to get, uh, my first car. I was able to, um, you know, get, gifts and stuff and, and items when I wanted it. Uh, so I was very, very fortunate. Um, so go, so going into college, this was the first time that something really didn't work out for me. Uh, I, I failed my GRE, which is the test you need to take to get into grad school. Uh, and then I shadowed at, uh, the Cleveland clinic and a few other places, uh, for physical therapy and quickly realized that it wasn't for me. So I just went through four years of college, basically for nothing. Um, and I was like, well, this fucking sucks. Like, what am I gonna do now? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do before. And now I'm four years into college and I had no idea what I wanted to do then, um, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, that we make 18 year old kids try to figure out what they wanna do with the rest of their life. But that's a, that's a different story. Um, so I basically, um, I kind of just go with the flow. Um, I take a few courses in exercise science and I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll become, uh, like a personal trainer or a strength and conditioning coach. So I apply to the graduate program at Cleveland state for exercise science and I have to do an interview. It's funny because I was just looking back at my photos um, from that time, and I had a photo of me in a suit for my interview to get into the grad program um, and become a grad student so that when you're a grad student, they pay for all your schooling. So you have to work, but you get your schooling paid for, which is nice. And I never wore a suit before like that, um, and it just felt weird. Um, but I look cool. Uh, so you know, I, I, I go to the interview. I thought I bombed the interview, but I actually got the position. I was really excited and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to go into grad school now, um, to be a, uh, <clears throat> major, um, excuse me, to get my master's degree in exercise science. And then I was thinking, I'm like, but wait, like, is this like a waste of time? Is this like a waste of, um, you know, resources? Like I know I was technically, uh, I don't remember if they paid for the whole thing or if they only paid for half of it or a certain percentage, but they were paying for some of it. Um, but I was thinking, I'm like, well, to be like a trainer, do I really even need to be, uh, go to school? And long story short, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to do any more school. I'm done. You know, I just went for however many years from kindergarten to high school. And then I went for another four and a half years to college. So I'm like, I'm kind of schooled out, man. So, um, at that point, I think I decide to, uh, work with my dad 
and also start my own online coaching business. And at the time, uh, I was very big into keto and carnivore. And I think in episode two, I talk about this. So if you're more interested in this topic, I talk about this in episode two. Um, And again, I've tried every single diet and workout program you can imagine. So um, this was like my keto and carnivore uh, craze time. So I thought it was the greatest thing. Um, I got really good results from it. And that's basically it. And I thought since I got good results from it, other people would get good results from it. So I start my keto business. Um, it was called Keto Vor King. Um, keto Carnivore, add that together, Keto Vor um, King. Uh, I didn't come up with that name. I think the, I hired a mentor at the time, a business coach uh, who came up with that name for me. And um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, there's a lesson in everything. Um, that's kind of like a sidetrack, but hired my first business coach who, you know, kind of sucked to be honest. Um, but anyways, I started this new business and I was basically told to cold DM a bunch of people each day and try to get people to sign up for coaching. Um, me being the introvert and being shy growing up, this was terrifying to me. But at the same time, I think I was reading the book, You um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincaro. And that was the first time I really was opened up to the self-development world and getting out of your comfort zone and working towards becoming like great, right? And becoming your best self and uh, um, achieving your ultimate potential and becoming better. And uh, I never really thought about that before. And I remember reading that book and it just opened my mind to all these new possibilities. So I just remember thinking, I'm like, well, this is what you have to do. Like if you want to grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And since 2019, that's always been my mindset is to get out of my comfort zone because that is where the growth happens. Um, And it's very uncomfortable, obviously, because you're out of your comfort zone, but that's necessary. And my whole life leading up to that point, I never had to get out of my comfort zone. So this was something new to me. So I made it my mission to always do things that scared me. Um, Now, am I perfect? Absolutely not. There's still things that scare me that I either put off or don't do, but I either eventually do them or I try my best to really still get out of my comfort zone. Um, So this involved, again, me starting a business, a coaching business, um, and then cold DMing a bunch of people and trying to get people to sign up. Um, I did get some people to sign up after DMing thousands and thousands of people and spamming them, which to this day, I feel awful about. Um, And I, to be honest with you, I didn't know any better. Uh, It's just told what I, that's what I had to do. And I just feel fucking terrible about it. But um, I did get a few people to sign up. And then I also got a few family and friends to sign up. So I started training them, you know, some in person, uh, some online. Uh, Everybody that tried the keto coaching failed. Uh, I don't think I had one successful person follow through with it. Uh, and I didn't know why I was like, why the fuck is this not working for people? And that's what really kind of opened my eyes to, Oh wait, maybe this keto thing doesn't actually uh, work. Um, and at this point I didn't know anything about calories. You got to remember I was a brand new coach at this point. Um, I didn't even really coach anybody else. I've just coached myself, right? Technically I've just been, I was trained myself at the point. So I had no experience And I was very ignorant to the fact that, hey, I'm going to start coaching other people um, when I had no experience. Uh, So um, failed at that. 
And then I was like, fuck, well, this fucking blows. Uh, what am I going to do now? Because I didn't know how business worked. I didn't know how hard it was. I didn't know how coaching worked. I didn't know how hard it was. And I was uh, failing a lot. Um, you know, and at that time too, like I didn't really know too much about like failure and how making mistakes and failing is okay because that's how you learn. Um, the only way that you can actually fuck up is if you quit, right? So that's what I did. I quit. And I, and this is, so this is in 2020. Um, so I quit my coaching business, completely stopped get off social media again, um, because for the previous years, uh, all the way through college, I just didn't have a social media, because I just, I've always hated social media, um, which is ironic, because now I have to use it, but I uh, just was never a big fan of social media, so I, I quit social media again, uh, I worked with my dad again, did this other job, um, doing, uh, I guess you could call it, uh, you know, remodeling, um, which actually, I really enjoyed the work, uh, but in my gut, I just knew it wasn't for me. Uh, just you have that feeling and you learn to trust your gut. And this is a lesson I learned is like to trust your gut. Your gut is always right. Your gut is your second brain and it can sense things. And if your gut's telling you something, learn to lean into that because oftentimes it's right. And there's a reason why uh, that's happening. And you might not see it right there, but eventually it'll, it'll become clear. So, uh, again, this is 2020 um, after COVID. So I do all this and I honestly just feel lost, um, really depressed. Uh, and depression was something, depression, excuse me, was something that I struggled with uh, for a while. Um, now, I'm not going to say I was like severely depressed, but it's definitely something that I dealt with. Um, but I was able to get out of it uh, by, um, doing things. I, I noticed that when I didn't have a purpose and that when I didn't take really much action, um, and I felt stagnant, that's when it would be really bad for me. Um, but then I noticed when I do have a purpose and I do have something I'm working towards, and I do have a mission and a vision. That's when that kind of starts to go away. Um, so 2020, not feeling the best, uh, you know, COVID all that bullshit. Uh, we were all stuck in our houses, which was fucking stupid. Um, and then we, uh, in terms of like, I didn't know what I want to do for a career. Everybody else, you know, was starting their careers. Well, I'm just like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? You know, and I'm like, everybody else has it figured out. Um, and I'm here left at home. Like, I don't know what to fucking do. So I start reading the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, okay? Um, and again, another great book that essentially changed my life. Um, and I, I start reading the book and, and and just some of the stuff that he said in there, it's, it's, it's basically like the way it sounds. It's just like, stop fucking giving a fuck. And I was like, you know what? I always was terrified to get a job of in-person training. I was always terrified to become a full-time trainer. Um, I knew it was something that deep down I wanted to do. I knew I was passionate about health and fitness. I knew I was passionate about helping people, um, but I never thought I was worthy of it. I always thought like, oh, I'm too shy. I'm too introverted to be one. Um, I never gained the confidence to go out and actually become a trainer. Um, and then reading this book, it kind of gave me 
the inspiration um, and encouragement that I'm, I think I needed to go out and actually stop being a little bitch and get a job. Um, not get a job, I, I worked, but to get a job as a personal trainer um, because I was thinking, I'm like, you know, I learned, I knew I, I, knew I knew a lot. Um, I knew there was a lot to learn and I knew I, I was meant to do this. I felt it in my gut and I was like, you know what? Like you gotta try going full, full in on this. And I remember after I quit training, it felt like a relief for like a week uh just because i was very stressed um like emotionally i felt drained uh and then working these other jobs you know i just felt something that was missing and i knew that i i knew that i was quitting on something because i i knew i needed to get an in-person job um, to get more experience and to learn more and to see if I could do this because online just wasn't enough for me because um, there's so much more you can learn in person training somebody than you can just learn online. Um, but I was never, I never had the balls to do it. Um, and then COVID hit, right? Uh, and then that threw a wrench into things and you're definitely going to get a job in person. And then when COVID, after COVID, it was hard to get a job in person because of all the gyms closing and then members leaving and people being scared to go in person. So I... Uh, never got the job in person. So when I quit my online business, my original Keto Working, um, and the beginnings of Bob Hoover Fitness, because um, there was kind of like a little bit of a transition there where I learned that keto wasn't the best thing. And I was like, oh shit, what the fuck am I doing? And then I actually learned a little bit more about actually coaching people. And I learned actual like legit nutrition um, and fitness and stuff that's actually backed by science and the principles of it, not just different methods like keto. Uh, so I, when, when I quit, I just knew and I'm like, man, I'm like leaving something like I'm quitting this without actually going in and trying to get an in-person job. Like I just know like this is always going to eat at me. Right. And something that you always hear a lot of people say, like older people is like they regret do, not doing this. They regret not doing that. And that's something that I was already starting to feel. And I'm like, if I'm feeling this now, how am I going to feel 5, 10, 15, 30, 40, 50 years down the road if I had never do this and I have all this regret? Um, so I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full on into personal training. Um, it was 2021 when I read Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going into full-time personal training and I got to give it a try for at least a year. And then if I don't like it, cool, then I know it's not for me and I got to find a different career path. However, I have to at least try it because I don't want to have this regret. And then if I do like it, perfect, cool. We know we're going full force into it. And I remember laying on my bed upstairs, uh, we had these Christmas lights and actually I had COVID at the time and I was actually really sick. Um, I was reading this book and I just remember like sitting there reading this book, looking at the Christmas lights and thinking like, I have to do this. So the next day I start applying to a bunch of different jobs. Um, and I apply to, uh, this one job that was somewhat close to me, um, a city over from me and I had to go out. 50 minutes for this interview. The interview went really well, dominated the interview, 
but the trainer thought I was too overqualified to be a trainer. And again, I never trained anybody in person. I trained people in person, but it was only family and friends. I never worked at a gym as a trainer at this point. Um, and he was like, yeah, you're, I think you're overqualified to be a trainer. You should be a manager. And I didn't know any better. I was like, cool, that's awesome. Um, so I had another interview with this other lady and completely bombed that one. Um, and then didn't hear back from her, which was a great sign. And I didn't reach back out to her because I was like, wait, I don't want to do this shit. I want to be a fucking trainer. I want to train people. Um, and the trainer actually, when I, when I interviewed with him, he actually talked me out of being a trainer, which... I don't know. I wasn't thinking, but, um, anyways, so I continue to look for jobs and I didn't know how fucking hard it would be to find a goddamn personal training job post COVID. Um, this was like a few month thing. Uh, so I apply to this gym that was in, uh, downtown Cleveland, which is about 30 to 40 minutes away from me, depending on the weather and the traffic. Um, go to the interview there it's down this like dark alley like you have to like pay for parking in the street and i'm like oh jesus christ like you know and, and when it's snowing it's going to be even worse and i'm like all right go into the gym and i like the i liked the vibe in there uh the walls were graffitied uh, a lot of free weights uh squat racks power racks um they had a turf area uh it I think they train, you know, some athletes there. Um, and then a lot of people who live in like the downtown, like nicer district uh, would go there to train. Um, it wasn't like a huge gym, but it, it was nice. Uh, so I had the interview with that coach or excuse me, that manager that went pretty well. Um, that went very well. Uh, and then in order, there's like a few step process because they want to hire, you know, obviously people who care. Um, I remember I had a write a training program example uh for him in the interview and i actually did pretty well with that because i had experience writing training programs um and then all i had to do was come back for a second interview if that interview went well then i would train the manager through a training session uh and then from there i would then have to shadow um a few of the trainers and then switch over to where I would train the client and the trainer would watch me and then I would be hired. So it was a big process, but it was a nice gym. Uh, and I was like, well, I can learn a lot from here. If nobody else is hiring me, then why not just fucking work here? So that interview went really well. Um, and then didn't hear anything back from the manager for a few days. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not going to get this. So I apply to this other gym that's 45 minutes away from me. And I... Uh, drive all the way out there. The cool thing about that was to get there, you don't have to take the freeway. It's like all back roads and the scenery is nice and it's kind of relaxing. And I don't mind driving. It's a good opportunity for me to listen to podcasts, audiobooks. Um, so I didn't really mind the drive. Um, during the winter, it sucked uh, really bad, but the drive wasn't too bad. And it was in a very, very, very nice area, like a very wealthy area. So I go there uh, and owner was extremely amazing and nice. Um, and I liked what I heard basically gave me full autonomy as a trainer. Um, and I got the job. So I had to email the other guy back and then he actually emailed me back. He's like, Oh, are you sure? We're just about to bring you in. And I'm like, Oh, well, I didn't hear anything. Uh, so I got the job at this gym 45 minutes away. Uh, and was just super grateful because she gave me a chance and she was an amazing owner. Um, and, uh, 
again, like it was nice because I had my full autonomy, like with my schedule and all that kind of stuff. So uh, living four or five minutes away, that, that worked out a lot. So uh, I train here, train a bunch of, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of older clients. Um, most of my clients were, you know, 60 to 80 years old. Um, I even had a client who was 84, 83, somewhere around there, I believe. Um, so they were, it was a very older population. I had one client who was in her forties. Um, but that was basically, it. it was a very older population and honestly, not really what I was expecting being a new trainer, right? I wasn't a new trainer being a new in-person trainer, right? I, I knew a pretty good amount about training and coaching already. Um, I just needed to like apply it. Right. I was able to apply it online, but I needed to apply it more in person because I coached family and friends and I knew I could do it. Um, so I got, I got people like really good results. Um, and I was like, well, I have to prove it to myself to do this. So I, um, man, I had some really good time there, learned a lot about training and coaching and learned that, uh, training isn't just about getting jacked and getting um, lean and toned. Uh, it's about like getting stronger. It's about moving better. It's about getting up and down from the ground, being able to walk and up and down steps, being able to sit up from a chair, being able to play with your grandkids, being able to carry groceries in, being able to have balance so you don't fall. Um, my one client there, just to be honest, the worst balance I've ever seen anybody have. Um, by the time I left there, he was able to do... Uh, some uh, reverse lunges he was able to do some like side um shuffling like he used to play basketball so we would kind of have some fun at the end and like do some like lateral shuffles and like stuff like that um he was deadlifting with a trap bar um he actually he actually got leaner and i think he, he was like late 70s early 80s too and the way we looked at his stuff was like his belt buckle and i remember he actually came in the one day he's like yeah i'm gonna have to get a new belt because i can't I don't have any more holes on this belt. And he had to create a new hole because he was getting so like lean. Um, and I really enjoyed my time there. But uh, the problem was it was really far. And the clientele was just, you know, I just wanted to try. I wanted to train a more variety of people to learn, right? I had no issue training older people, but and I learned a lot. But I also wanted to train younger people too. Um, so... The, I was training at a different gym. Uh, this gym I've been a part of for years. Um, my training, I wasn't training a client, I was training myself. Um, I was on the bench press. It was late at night, um, probably about like seven or eight. And I'm resting between sets. And then I see uh, the PT manager walking over to me. Um, and I've talked to him a few times. I actually shadowed him a few times. A great trainer, uh, great friend now. Um, and he asked me, he's like, hey, would you be interested in working here as a trainer? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd be fucking interested. But I wasn't sure because I, you know, was still working at this other gym and like the owner was amazing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the what they were offering me at this new gym um, with the drive, it's only like a five to 10 minute drive from my house. The pay was a little bit less, but I think the drive made it worth it. And I was gonna get a lot more clients of different variety. And I was very comfortable with the gym and the members there because I've been a member there for years. So I had to unfortunately say goodbye to my, my clients at Snap Fitness, which is the other gym I worked at. Um, and it was amazing. Uh, the clients were all amazing. The owner was amazing. Um, and it was difficult, but it was something that I just knew I had to, uh, to do. Um, 
And again, just looking back, like, you know, that was only like two years ago. Um, but man, you learn a lot in, in two years. Um, so I start at the new gym um, and things kind of take off there. Uh, pretty much my roster fills out really quickly. Um, the trainers and manager that were there were all amazing. We all became really, really close and really good friends. We all had a really good chemistry. Um, and yeah, so I, I worked there and I did exactly what I wanted to do. I became a full-time trainer. Um, I, uh, grew my roster until it was full. Uh, I learned a lot about in-person training and training people one-on-one and how like not one person is the same. Uh, I learned about some of the common struggles people have. Um, I learned about some of the, um, some of the uh, str- uh, limitations some people have and how to work around them and like mindset things. And um, I just made a lot of new friends too. Like I was very, very fortunate. Uh, I had I always tell people I had the best clients and I'm not even joking. There wasn't one client I had, um, maybe one, um, but 99.9% of the clients I had, because I'm just going to be honest, um, were amazing. And I never, ever was like, fuck, like I got to train this person. It was always like, oh, I can't wait to talk to this person about this. Or, oh, I can't wait to see how this person's doing with this. Or like, oh, I can't wait to see how this person is. Like I had, you know, CEOs, doctors, um, you know, nurses, teachers. I had a lot of like accountants, a lot of variety of people, and they were all amazing people. Um, and I'm kind of getting sad just thinking about it, but um, I learned a lot from them, and I'm always super grateful for them. Um, then from there came the big surprise, right? So we're kind of in 2022 right now, moving into 2023. Um, this is late 2022, uh, and you know, a big surprise came. So being a personal trainer in person uh, can be exhausting, um, both physically and mentally. Uh, you're on your feet all day. Um, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities, um, you know, and you kind of have to mirror that person. Um, you know, some people are uh, very outgoing, you know, which means uh, they're going to be talking a lot and then you kind of have to talk a lot um, or, you know, ask ask a lot of questions. Some people are are very nervous. So you kind of have to do a lot of the talking to make them feel better. Um, some people just like a little bit more quiet. So it's, it's a lot. Um, and you're not working eight hour days. Um, you're kind of split up in between. Now, the cool thing about this gym was they tried to structure it eight hour days, uh, to make it easier on the trainers, which is really cool. A lot of gyms don't do that. So they tried to say, hey, your hours are from 12 to 8, for example. Um, And it didn't always fall on that because sometimes you'd have to come in earlier for a client or sometimes you'd have to stay a little bit late for a client or sometimes if another client wanted to train with you because another trainer was out, you'd have to work on their schedule. Um, Sometimes you would have a break in between the eight hours and you'd have to leave and come back. So... It's not like you were working eight straight hours. It was like sometimes you were there for 10 hours, but working, you know, eight hours in there. So um, you're very off and on. So it could be very tiring. So one weekend, um, I go to my my brother's house uh, just to take a little bit of a break. And I get this message. Um, I get this message from um, another coach. 
and basically asking like hey like would you be interested in like working with me and the team and i was like holy shit like you know this is number one was this meant to me was this meant for me uh number two was uh this a mistake and number three like why me like why the fuck did out of everybody why the hell did you choose me um because again i'm like my biggest critic and that's something i've always that's something i've been trying to work on um but i was like wait what so long story short um i fly out uh to meet this coach uh and his team and we kicked it off and uh, i was like well, this is a great opportunity great opportunity to coach more people great opportunity to expand to learn as a coach as well but that meant i had to leave my in-person clients and my my other training friends which sucked um but it was a decision i had to make because i just knew that this was very important uh for the future so i went all in um you know so i had to say goodbye to all my clients my trainers my friends uh and you know still listen to this day again just thinking about it makes me sad but life is all about taking chances and you got to get out of your comfort zone sometimes and that's where growth happens so i knew deep in my gut i needed to do this um and on top of that i was getting married that september i think this was july of 2022 so i was getting married in um september and uh it was great. It was great. The ma- the wedding went well. The honeymoon went well, and I was going to be starting a new job that was amazing, and it was perfect. And that kind of went off for the rest of 2022. So, finally, we made it. Now that you heard my backstory, and it's 2023. I like to say it was the year of hopes and dreams. Um, it started with me and my client Amy, who's. Uh, a really really good friend and client of mine um, we've been training together for uh coming up on two years which is crazy literally in a few weeks we're coming up on two years training together um and uh you know we were just talking about how this was going to be our years it's going to be an amazing year because 2022 is so amazing for the reasons you heard me um why it was amazing for me um, but then also, Amy, like, she changed her whole life around. Uh, she lost uh, well over 50 pounds. She improved her health, her overall fitness. She got extremely strong. Um, she uh, was able to be more mobile, improved her quality of life, had more energy, all those good things she improved in 2022. So it was natural to think that would carry over into 2023. Um, so essentially, here's three things I learned in 2023. Um, Number one is things don't always go as planned. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Tradition. So basically your, your typical new year's, you know, you wake up hungover. Uh, That was me in 2022. Uh, On top of that, the night before, on top of being hungover the next day and drinking a lot, um, the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is my favorite college team, they were a field goal away from going to the national championship, and they missed, and you know that fucking hurts. So uh, 2023 was not off to the best start. Um, but of course, it was the first day of the year, so it's not like it was anything too drastic. But um, I had the uh, you know I was excited. I was really excited. Uh, I wanted to fill out my roster. I wanted to grow with the company. Um, and I wanted to uh, start off with uh, the program 75 Hard um, because I wanted to get my shit together and I knew I wanted to become the best version of myself. Now, with 75 Hard, 
a lot of people think that it's a fitness program and it's not because uh, it gets a lot of shit for this. As a fitness program, it would be a very shitty program, but it's a mental toughness program. Um, it's like a mental toughness playbook, right? Uh, it helps you become mentally tough, mentally strong and resilient. That's what it's about. And fitness is a byproduct of that. So I started my 2023 doing 75 hard. Um, and holy shit, did it, it really changed me. Um, I didn't complete it, uh, which I'll tell you why here in a second. But just the days I did do, it totally changed how I do things. I used to procrastinate a lot. I used to, um, I used to not have as much confidence. My discipline muscle was weak as fuck. Like I would never, I would say I would do something, I'd never do it. So my confidence was low. 75 hard changed me. Um, it told me what discipline was. It taught me um, how to stay consistent. It taught me how to do shit even when you don't want to do it. Um, it taught me how to be organized. It was it was amazing. Um, and I'm definitely going to complete it again in the future. I don't know how in the future I'm going to complete it because I have a baby on the way. And it's not the best idea to do that when you have a baby. But um, we'll figure it out. But after 53 days, I failed. So I was a little over 20 days left because I forgot to take a photo. Um, and you might be thinking, like, what? Like a photo. So you have, like, five things you got to complete every day. And then you win the day, right? And obviously, you want to do that for 75 straight days without failing. Um, and a photo is the most common thing people fail because it's a small detail and it teaches you the importance of the small details in life and how even the small details matter. And I failed on the photo. I, I woke up in the one morning with a, cause there's an app for it. And, um, with a notification saying like, Hey, like, did you complete all your tasks? Like you, you didn't add a photo in and I'm like, fuck. So after 53 hard days, I failed. I failed it. And um, I learned a lot from it, though. Um, and I'm definitely going to redo it again. Um, but again, I didn't let that bring me down. I kept working, grinding away, taking the lessons I learned from there and applying them to life. Um, and again, eventually clients started to sign up. I was getting closer to my goals. Uh, fitness was back on track, was feeling good. Um, and then in May of 2023, go out to visit the team again. Um, you know, we had a great time, talked to a lot, of, a lot of visions of the future, bonded even more. I hit my new PR with uh, bench press, squat. I didn't deadlift a PR, but I squatted a PR of my 315, which was, I was so fucking pumped for. Um, almost died doing a leg day because um, I got pushed to the limit and I almost like, I definitely didn't eat enough like carbs uh, before that. And uh, my body was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Uh, so I remember laying on the floor in the gym and people probably like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? And I was contemplating life at that point, but I made it and we were good. So when I, I returned home to a big surprise, uh, my wife was pregnant. Um, this wasn't like a massive surprise, uh, but it was a surprise, if that kind of makes sense. So uh, we knew we wanted kids, but you know, maybe... We weren't like planning and trying to have them this early, but we were excited for sure. Um, because being a dad is something that I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to have a family um, and on top of having my own business. Uh, and so we were really excited. Um, so right there, I was like, okay, like this is why 2023 is going to be special. It was off to a slow start, you know, but it's starting to turn around. Um, and, uh, you know, the pregnancy, we had some early complications with it. Um, it was very tough time for both of us. Uh, I, I, I let's be honest, like this is an excuse, but I just wasn't myself. Um, 
that's really all I could think about. And I was like really nervous. I had anxiety, like really bad 24 seven. Um, you know, anxiety is a normal feeling, but like, this was like excruciating because we didn't know like what was happening. Um, so, you know, that's what happened. And luckily, obviously things are perfect now. And I mean, as of this recording, this podcast, um, he is about to be really, it could be any week now, uh, that he's born. He's due in about a little bit less than a month, but any week now. Um, and then after that, um, you know, I unfortunately lost my job. Um, you know, so having a kid on the way, losing a job sounds terrible to be honest. It fucking sucked. Um, but you know, like I'm a big believer. Everything happens for a reason. Um, and shit happens and you just got to move on. Right. And, uh, I always wanted to own my own online business. Uh, you know, I do have uh, a goal of like owning my own gym as well, eventually. Uh, and sometimes shit happens and it fucking sucks, but it is what it is. And the one cool thing is like, I learned so much. I made so many cool friends, so many relationships from that experience. Um, and while working with the team and I'll always be grateful for it. Um, it was an awesome experience and like the people were even better. Um, so always be extremely grateful for it. And unfortunately things happen and, um, you know, you got to move on and it's all about learning and making adjustments. And boy, did I learn a lot of that in 2023. Um, so if anything, 2023 was a year of lessons and, um, knowing I gave, you know, all my effort and focus, like I couldn't be mad, right? I couldn't be mad. Um, so I thought 2023 was going to be this amazing year. And literally it, it literally like stared me in the face and like sucker punched me and knocked me out. That's what it felt like. <laughs> um, however, one thing that 75 hard helped me build was the grit, the discipline and having a new perspective, um, and having faith. And, um, because of that, I was able to kind of like instantly turn on a switch and take action to reach my goals, um, especially with the baby on the way. So I knew sitting around sulking and being sorry for myself wouldn't do jack shit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I did. I needed to take, to take action and that's exactly what I fucking did. Um, so, you know, same thing here. Like when you apply this to a fitness journey, right? Maybe you're starting one or maybe you're on one right now. Um, you know, motivation is going to be the highest at the beginning. And that's where motivation can be used as a great tool because it can get you to start. And oftentimes starting is one of the hardest parts. However, that's only going to last for so long, right? Eventually you're not going to be motivated. Eventually you got to have discipline to where, um, you still do what you need to do regardless of how you feel every day you, you do your things, right? Or most days you do your things regardless of how you feel. That's how you build that discipline muscle. Um, so you have to realize that your fitness journey is not going to go as you have planned. You may plan to do all this stuff and then something's going to happen that prevents you from doing all this stuff. And that's where most people quit because their plans off track. But as long as you realize that you can readjust, you can reroute, you can um, take a detour and eventually you'll be on track, right? Just like if you're taking a GPS route and there's a road closure, it doesn't just say, well, fuck, we can't get there. We're fucked. It's like, no, 
okay, we're going to take a detour. It might take a little bit longer, but we're still going to get to our destination, right? So there's going to be dump bumps. There's going to be detours. There's going to be road closures, potholes, people driving 20 mile an hour below the speed limit in front of you. You're going to get pissed. But as long as you keep going, no matter how slow, and as long as you don't quit, and realizing it's going to be hard, like you will achieve it eventually, right? Um, and you're going to be so grateful for those things that happen because you're going to learn so many lessons and you're going to be proud of yourself for overcoming those things. So as long as you take it one day at a time, you're good. Which brings me to my second point, which is pressure creates diamonds. Um, there's one thing I learned is sometimes negative things or the catalyst thing that or the catalyst that you need to propel forward um and sometimes the best motivator is when your back is against the wall because you have no other options right um and when you have no other options like you know for example improving your health getting leaner uh improving your quality of life um getting in shape uh that's the time that you can become unstoppable because the tough times make the best out of you uh, and they show you what you're made of so during this time, what's helped me stay on track, there's really three things that's helped me stay consistent um, when it's been easy not to stay consistent, right? Um, number one is this power list. Um, this is something that I learned from, again, from Andy Frisella. I learned a fuck ton from him. Um, he's amazing. I would highly recommend listening to him. Um, he has a really, really good content and um, information. Um, and I adopted this from him. And essentially, it's kind of like the 75 hard, except it's five actions you need to take each day in order to get closer to your goals. So whatever, like my goal of growing my coaching business, this is what my power list would look like. Client emails, right? Slash coaching. Um, creating content, whether that's articles, videos, podcasts like this. Uh, short, short form content like uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, stuff like stuff like that. Um, number three, studying to become a better trainer or coach. Uh, number four, maybe I do client programs or maybe I improve my coaching program in some way. Um, and then number five, like this is a me thing, uh, strength training and getting my steps in because I have to be at my best in order to be the best for my clients. Um, so that's what my power list basically would look like. Um, now it can vary day to day moving a chair sorry um it can vary here and there but typically the same five things are on there because remember it's doing the same things consistently over time they get results it's not switching things up um but sometimes it'll change right so what this might look like for you on your journey let's say your goal is to build muscle and lose fat right well you'd have to hit a calorie goal every day that's number one number two would be to hit a protein goal because protein is going to be important for building muscle um, and your calorie goal is going to be important for uh you know staying lean maybe you're at maintenance right and you're trying to recomp um get in your strength training workout because that's where the muscle signal is going to be sent okay and you break down the muscle to build it up bigger so maybe number three is getting in your strength training uh number four is getting in seven to seven to 10 K steps a day. Uh, again, just for your health. So maybe you uh, do that. So number four, number five is drinking three to five bottles of water because water is healthy for you and it helps you function. It helps you think clearly, it helps you feel better. It gives you more energy. So just an example, maybe that's what your five things will look like on your fitness journey. Um, you know, maybe a day that you don't strength train, maybe you sub that in with like getting in six hours of sleep or 
hey, I'm going to read today. Maybe you put that on your thing. Maybe, hey, instead of strength training, I'm going to take that hour to read or 30 minutes to read a book and improve yourself um, that way. Um, so there's really no right or wrong way to do this. But generally speaking, you're always going to have a calorie goal every day. You're always going to have a protein goal to hit every day. You're going to have to get your steps in every day. Um, again, you're not going to strength train every day, but maybe one day you do mobility. Maybe one day you strength train. Maybe one day you do some cardio. Maybe one day you read a book, right? So that's what um, has helped me, right? And again, you're not trying to be perfect. You're just trying to win most of the time. And you want to win more days than you um, lose to succeed. Um, but again, you're going to have days where you don't win. But the important part is to not make it two days in a row. Don't have it two days in a row. Make it, uh, have a rule with yourself. Hey, I went off track this day. I lost. Cool. I'm Tomorrow, I'm getting a win. And the more you get in this mindset, the more wins you pile up and the more you realize that, oh, shit, I can't lose as long as I keep going. And then the more wins you start stacking up, the more progress you see, the more motivation you get, and you keep going, right? Um, one cool thing that I like to do, too, um, honestly, haven't really done it as much lately. Um, actually, I kind of have started actually lately again, but I took a little bit of a break from it. Is like when you lose a day, try to beat your previous record. So if you won five straight days in a row and you lost on day six, cool. Next time, try to win six days in a row, right? And then keep going from there. And then that'll eventually get your results. And if you do that, you can't lose. Um, the second thing I did was I adopted the don't think, just do mentality. Um, this is a big one for me because I'm a chronic overthinker and, um, I'm reading the book limitless right now and it's a great book and they talk about how, um, your brain is like a survival mechanism. When stress comes to it, 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 it has to adapt, right? It has to, um, I'm probably explaining this terribly, but, um, it has to adapt to survive. Okay. So, um, in order to handle that stress, it might take away from something else. So if you're always constantly overthinking and thinking of, oh my God, what do I have to do? I have to do this, I have to do that. And you're overthinking like, oh, should I do this? Or like, why shouldn't I do this? Or should I say this? Or why shouldn't I say this? And you're basically overthinking everything you're doing. It shuts off like your creativity. It shuts off, um, shuts off like uh, your willpower and like all these things um, and your energy to uh, handle that stress and get rid of it. So basically you end up not doing anything because you're overthinking, right? And you're basically thinking your way out of it because you're telling yourself stories. So um, essentially this is just not thinking twice of things. And like once you have it in your mind to do it, just fucking do it regardless of what's going to happen. Don't think of like what could happen. Just do it. Even if that thing happens, who cares? Because it's a learning experience and do it better next time. And it's all about just doing, letting things play out, learning from those things, doing again, and over time, over time, over time, you'll get better results and you'll learn and you'll become better. That's how you do it. You don't do it by just procrastinating and trying to read and not doing it. You're never going to get anywhere like that. You have to do, be okay with making mistakes because mistakes are where you learn. And then once you keep learning, you're going to keep being motivated and that's the thing. So, and your confidence is going to be boosted. So, um, the power list essentially tells you what to do. You just have to do it. The third thing is, um, I had to adopt a positive mindset each day. Now there's nothing wrong with negative emotions and that those can fuel you. Like you, like, like I said, um, when, um, things don't always go as planned. It's not a bad thing. Like that, 
negative, those negative things led me to taking action, right? But at the same time, like, you do want to, again, put positive things out there, right? Because if you're always thinking negatively, right, it's not a bad thing to think always negatively, or you can use that as power and fuel. However, if you're always doing that, it, it could lead you down a bad path. And especially if you're on a fitness journey um, and you're always thinking negatively, those negative thoughts are not doing anything for you. They're, it becomes like your new normal. And then you th- you think that you're not capable of things. You decrease your motivation. Um, and maybe it, le- it leads you to thinking you're a failure. Then you quit. So changing into a positive mindset um, can help a lot and boost your confidence and actually help you become less stressed and more happier. So things that I've done, um, journaling has helped a lot, just writing out your thoughts, like everything, like just write it out. Don't think when you write, just write, ask yourself questions, you know, like, is this true? Why am I thinking this? Why, like what, why can't this be true? What can I do about it? Right. Um, and just like, journal and it helps to get it out on paper and it's cool to actually look back and see like the changes you've made and the improvements you made um meditating is a different another one something that i i'll be honest i'm not really good at at all but it can help a little bit or not a little bit it can definitely help it's it can be very beneficial it's just very hard to do so i don't i'm not like an expert on this at all by any means but um meditating can help um putting in good quality information in your brain. So like stop fucking scrolling social media, actually read good books, listen to good podcasts um, like this one. Uh, um, And that's going to help a lot. That helped me tremendously. Something I still am trying to get really good at and I've improved a lot at it. I really try to stay off my phone um, as much as possible. Um, Sometimes I don't even realize I'm on my phone, but I really try to stay off that. Um, Visualizing your future is a big one. Um, number one, just to motivate you a little bit, but and especially during those tough times, like really visualizing like, hey, if I keep going, this is what I can accomplish. And two, uh, when you visualize, like you start to act like that person that you want to become. And when you act like that person, of course, you're going to start getting what those person, what those people get. Like, you know, you're going to start getting the body that person has. You're going to start building the habits that person has. So that's one thing I really learned. Um, and you know, like there's, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and you attract what you think and act on. So it's not just enough to think you actually have to act on it. Right. So, um, visualize your future. Um, and you know, you'll be able to reframe all those negative thoughts into more positive things, or at the very least take those negative thoughts and actually do something with them. Not just sit there and say, well, I feel bad for myself. I actually say, well, I feel bad for myself, but hey, I'm going to fucking go to the gym today because I feel bad for myself, right? Like not like punish yourself in a workout, but you're doing it to feel better, right? Um, that that could definitely work. So just being kind to yourself, um, thinking more positively, and uh, most importantly, just doing the work regardless of how you feel because I can guarantee you at the end of the day, you'll feel a lot better doing the work than you would if you just said fuck it that day not doing the work so then you actually feel worse about yourself never met anybody um that has actually been pissed that they did everything they were supposed to do that day but i have met people and i've experienced this i'm sure you have where you didn't do anything that day and you're kind of pissed afterwards so do the work regardless how you feel um because if you can do that during the shitty times it's going to be more a lot easier during the easy times so that's it and then number three the big lesson i learned is don't be a hermit. 
uh, again, me being introverted, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily shy anymore like I was, um, but I'm definitely still introverted. I just like to, you know, be by myself sometimes, stay home, but it's easy to do that too much to where it becomes lonely. Um, and it's something I learned over the years uh, to where I like, I do like hanging out with people, I like talking to people. Um, now, sometimes I need time to myself to recharge, recharge, recharge. Is it recharge or recharge? I don't know. Um, but sometimes, you know, I need time to myself to recharge, right? Sometimes people need to talk to people to charge up. Um, I've heard um, that, you know, I heard it's described like perfectly where it's like introverts. They have like two people have um, a bucket, right? Introverts start their day with their bucket full of coins okay and every every interaction they have takes a coin out of their bucket so that by the end of the day their bucket's empty don't have any coins so that's why introverts are drained right like for me when i was a trainer that's why i was like a zombie at the end of the day um extroverts add coins to their bucket with every interaction so they start their day with not as much energy and then at each interaction they get more energy right and it's kind of like a spectrum. I don't. I mean, some people are. I'm. A sh- some people are probably extremely introverted. Some are extremely extroverted. Obviously, most people I feel like fall in the middle, as with anything. Um, same with me, but I definitely lean a lot more towards the introverted side. Um, so I knew staying home, especially owning an online business, working from home. Uh, I just knew it wouldn't be the best for me. So I was like, I have to get out. Um. So I started, again, training clients in person again um, because I just love doing it. love training people in person. Um, not like full-time again because it's so fucking draining, but I love training people in person. Hired my own coach, uh, Cody McBroom, who if you don't follow him, go follow him because he's fucking amazing. Uh, hired my own coach because I needed help from uh, to keep me accountable. Um, and I've learned a ton from him over the years. And I was like, hey, I, there's an opportunity to do it. And I jumped on it. And I'm happy I did because it helped me get back into my fitness because I was struggling with that for a little bit. Um, I rejoined the old gym I worked at because I missed the people there. Um, and uh, I was able to you know, train some clients there. Um, and I made a priority to talk to those people and say hi. Um, now, it's... it's uh, there's a caveat to that. There's a difference between talking and saying hi and then kind of wasting your time. Uh, you know, owning a business, uh, working, going to be a parent. You have to be very efficient with your time. And I'm sure you listening to this can totally relate to this. Um, and you're probably like, you know, ah, that's me. Um, so sometimes you have to get in and out of the gym. Um, the problem is, you know, you want to talk to people and you want to be nice and there's so many nice people, but it can backfire on you in a way because some people just don't know when to stop talking, right? Like you're there to get your workout in, but you don't want to be a dick and like not talk to somebody. But then again, it's like, well, Hey, I'm here for a fucking workout, not a therapy session or talking session. Um, so, you know, I've got caught to where I've been, I've had, you know, my workouts are long as they are, and uh, I've got caught to where I 
got stuck talking to people for like 30 minutes to an hour and it's like well fuck like now i can't get my fucking workout in um so there's a balance there but it's nice to you know socialize and, and say hi to people there um that's kind of a little rant on my thing um i won't even say necessarily a rant it's just you know it's it's a balance you kind of you kind of have to pick and choose who you talk to um uh, i also started going out and giving presentations which is crazy because i never thought i would do that that was an interesting experience learned a lot from those um that was cool to do um and a cool experience and one of the most important things i started doing um regardless of how i feel regardless if if i'm you know using negative energy as is power or using positive energy um because remember there's a balance you don't want to be too positive but you also want to be too negative it's there's a balance both of them work um but i started to like smile more and choose to be happy um that has helped me a lot because I noticed that I can be grumpy sometimes and uh, I don't like feeling like that and it's not fair to other people. So um, that really the past few months, I'm really focusing on that. And I just noticed how I feel better and like how I communicate better with people and I feel better because of that. So um, really, uh, so that's, you know, don't be a hermit. And I've just been a lot more grateful for what I have. Um, That's, probably the biggest lesson I learned in 2023 is not to complain and to be a lot more grateful for what you have because it could be a lot worse. Um, and don't take it for granted. Um, you know, I own my own business. Um, I'm able to work from home. I have some of the best clients. Um, I have some amazing friends. I'm going to be a dad. I have an amazing wife, just an amazing situation. And like, I'm just very fortunate for it. Um, and it's something that I was, I didn't really practice a lot. I didn't really practice a lot of like, um, I didn't really practice a lot of, I can't think of the word. Um, you know, I just wasn't grateful a lot. Uh, and that's something that I've definitely learned um, because it, it's important to be grateful for what you have already. It makes you a lot happier. It makes you appreciate things a lot more. But also, it's okay to also want more. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing I learned in 2023. So, um, so yeah, that's basically, basically it, dude. Um, I, I hope you found this helpful some way. Hopefully I didn't just talk your ear off and you're like, Bob, what the fuck was that? Um, you know, just, just know that you won't always be your best or be perfect and that's okay because no one ever is, but your attitude matters a ton. Um, you know, when things don't go your way and they won't always go your way it's okay. Uh, there's a lesson learned. Everything happens for a reason. And it's what you do with that lesson that matters. If you do nothing with it, then yeah, you're going to be stuck. But if you use that lesson, and you learn and you take action and change it, then good things will happen. Um, and you know, if you go out go in with every day is a new day attitude, um, and you make the best of that day, um, you're going to attract positive things in your life. Um, and even though it might seem tough at times when it's actually happening, when you look back, those hard and to- those hardest times, maybe your your biggest blessings um and you might realize like oh shit i'm happy that happened and i'm very grateful that happened because it led me to this um so keep going don't quit you're gonna be solid and here is to a healthy happy and successful 2024 if you ever need anything reach out i'm here to help and uh i hope you enjoy the episode